This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, December 22nd. So we do have some high school girls basketball on the airwaves tonight over on the Superstation K106, 105.9 FM, streaming live on WadenaRadio.com and the Superstation K106 mobile app that you can find on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, wherever you find your apps, you can find that and you can listen to tonight's game, Park Rapids area at Wadena Deer Creek. 7-15 pregame, 7-30 tip-off. I'll be on the call for that one tonight. Should be pretty fun. A Section 8 AA matchup. Wadena Deer Creek, 4-3 and three on the year in girls basketball. They had their first Section 8 AA game on Tuesday night where they lost in a close game to Holly, 43-37 and they're going to get another Section 8 AA game against Park Rapids area tonight. Currently for the Wolverines, their season started 2-0 with wins over Pine River Bacchus and Staples Motley. Then they lost to Verndale 57-54, a win against New York Mills 51-34, then a loss to a very, very good Crosby Ironton team 84-59. Then they beat Bertha Hewitt 54-48 in overtime, and then they played Holly on Tuesday. Currently, the Wolverines are 1-1 one one in the Park Region Conference, 2-2 two two on the road, 2-1 on their home floor. For the Park Rapids Area Panthers, they're 0-5 to start the season, 0-4 in Section 8 AA, 0-4 on the road, 0-1 at home. It's been a tough stretch early on for Park Rapids Area. I know the 0-5 record and think, oh, but you kind of realize they played a good Monaga team on the road, a good Purim team on the road, Barnesville, Pelican Rapids, both eight AA teams, solid teams in their own right on the road. And their only home game was against Breckenridge, and that was a 59-39 loss as well. So this is a team that's played a lot of tough opponents, a lot of section opponents early, which isn't always the best because you don't have a chance to really, you know, get into your own and get into your own form and, you know, kind of do some of that stuff. You're, you're thrown right into some things that are going to matter and in uh, February and March before you really even have a chance to kind of figure out who your team is. So that's a tough break for them, but have a chance to get that first section win tonight against the Wolverines, and the Wolverines have a chance to get their first section win as well. Again, 7-15 pregame, 7-30 tip-off over on the Superstation K106. It's going to be a fun call, going to be interesting to see how things go in that game tonight. Speaking of some other games going on across central Minnesota, not much wrestling uh, going on across the region. Everybody's kind of winding down, getting ready for the Christmas break. Uh, boys hockey, not much going on as well outside of Park Rapids area, hosting Sox Center tonight. Um, a couple other uh, news and notes across Central Minnesota boys basketball. Uh, full disclosure, uh, my cousin is Kale Misaganis over on the Henning boys basketball team. He got his 1,000th career point in Norman County East, Eulen Hitterdahl, last night. So congratulations to him. The sophomore, sophomore? Sophomore from Henning gets career point number 1,000. So congratulations to him. Uh, some other things going on in our state sports as we take a look. The Minnesota Wild, they just keep on winning. And, you know, somebody who knows hockey more than me, maybe I should ask Dan this question, uh, are the Wild actually good? Because they started off so poor, you had to think that their season was just cooked before it ever really got going. Then they fire Dean Evason, which, you know, I liked him. Didn't really know much about hockey to know if he was the problem or not. They get rid of him. Billy G brings in his guy that he was with in Pittsburgh and John Hines. And 
things just kind of turn around. I don't know if it's because Hines is a master uh, tactician. I don't know if it's because firing the boss was just a kick in the pants that the Wild needed to be like, oh boy, we just got somebody fired. We should probably play a little better, huh? And I don't know if it's just that or if it's, you know, over the course of a season, they're too talented to not be that bad or if it's just a combination of all three. I'm not quite sure. But the Wild to get a 4-3 win in overtime over those darn dirty Canadians in Montreal. I'm not going to call them the Canadians or whatever it is that they uh, they prefer to be called. Uh, I'll do that when they beat us. And right now, Kirill Kaprizov made sure that didn't happen. For the second straight game, he had an overtime goal to put the Wild on top. Timberwolves, still the only team in the NBA who is yet to lose back-to-back games. So they lost two nights ago in Philadelphia. Me and Corey talked about that yesterday. You can go listen to that episode on the Morning Sports Desk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcasts, as well as WadenaRadio.com. But, you know, he said it's one loss. It's fine overall on the season. This is still a team that is going to win a lot of games. I know people got panicked because the Wolves lost and it wasn't a good game, but you're on the road Philadelphia is a top five team in the NBA. You just kind of shrug your shoulders and move on. They go back home. Second night of a back-to-back. Wolves got kind of lucky because the Lakers were also on the second night of a back-to-back, so which means LeBron didn't play. And because LeBron didn't play, it uh, helped the Wolves win 118-111. Would the Wolves have won if LeBron played? I mean, I'm a homer, so I'm going to say yes. See, because here's the thing. People look at the NBA and they say, well, this star didn't play, and if this star played, they obviously won. And, and, I mean, obviously, if you're more talented on the floor, your team is in a better chance to win. But the Wolves play the game differently if LeBron's in there or if any star player is in there. So you still have to go out and win. And last year's Wolves team would not beat guy uh, teams that were resting guys. They would find a way to lose some of those games. This year's Wolves team cleans up on the games they are supposed to win they were supposed to win last night, and they did. Now, one thing I will say, it's its kind of uh, funny because I'm not the one who spent the money, but also kind of sad. This was the Target Center's most sold-out crowd ever. The highest capacity the Target Center ever had was last night because the Wolves are good. It's a Thursday night on Christmas break or towards the weekend, so everybody was taking that Friday off anyways. LeBron is in town, so you thought that you're going to see a great game. Everybody pays the money to go see LeBron James or the Wolves play LeBron James, and he doesn't even play. Which, again, is why the NBA had to make the in-season tournament as a way to be like, well, you got, will you guys play your starters at, a, at all? So, anyway, uh, Wolves get the win. They're 21-6. and six. Anthony Edwards, uh, what do you got to say about that? Yeah, Wolves back, we to ones, Jack, all that uh, all that good stuff. Hey, the Golden Gopher men's basketball team, they're 9-3. They've won their fourth straight game, 80-63, versus an 8-3 Ball State team at Williams Arena last night. They have one more game in their non-conference schedule a week from today at Williams Arena, and then, and then we really get to see. I know the Gophers played a couple Big Ten games. They got a home win over Nebraska. They lost pretty decidedly in Ohio State. I don't know if this Golden Gopher team is any good or not. It's hard to tell with the mirage of the non-conference schedule, but I think the Nebraska win, and I think the way that they've taken care of business the last couple games, 
at least leads me to believe they're going to be a little more competent. A little? I don't know. I mean, I I just want the Gophers to be good. So I'm going to... I'm going to lean on the side of optimism there. I'm going to go glass half full. The Golden Gopher women's basketball team, they're crushing it. Only one loss so far in the season. That's to one of the best teams in college basketball in the UConn Huskies. So pretty darn cool. They won 100-45 to yesterday. It's a pretty big one. They're going to be playing the Hawkeyes next Saturday in Iowa against Caitlin Clark, one of the best women's basketball players in the country, if not the best. Depends on how you view Angel Reese. Angel? Angel? I'm sorry for mispronouncing that. Uh, but the Golden Gopher football team has got their bowl game. Me and Corey talked about that yesterday. Gopher is probably a win, but, you know, are we actually going to watch that game? Maybe. And lastly, the Minnesota Vikings. What are the expectations for this team? Because here's the thing with the Vikings. They're in a very precarious situation. The Rams winning yesterday really... Didn't help their playoff odds, but maybe it helped their playoff odds. There's a a, a lot to kind of take into consideration with the NFL playoff probabilities, and especially because the Rams won yesterday. So that changes things just a little bit. Right now, the Minnesota Vikings currently have a 47% chance to make the playoffs. Losing to Cincinnati and to Chicago really, really nosedived the Vikings. They've kind of been slumping here after a one point being, what, 6-4? and four, I think it was. But they have a 47% chance. With a win, it goes up to 78%. But things aren't, uh, things aren't looking too good for the Purple. They need to win at Detroit. Not only because the Lions will win their first NFC North title. I'm not kidding when I say this. Ever. Uh, Tampa Bay has more titles in this division than Detroit does, which is funny, back when it was the old NFC Central. Uh, But also just because the Vikings have Detroit at home, and then they have Green Bay at home, and then they go to Detroit. And I don't know if Detroit will be playing for playoff position or if they'll be playing for pride, but Dan Campbell's a maniac, and they'll want to beat the Vikings no matter what playoff spot they're going to be in. So this is a huge one. The Vikings have only two more home games, and they're in a row. You need to win those two home games, and you'll get into the playoffs. The Vikings needed nine wins, and we talked about this probably for the last month. That was going to be the number to get them in the postseason for sure. And with Seattle and the LA Rams finding their footing late in the season, things are looking kind of tough. Green Bay's got an easy schedule, and you know the Saints are kind of hanging around there as well. So it's kind of a logjam of mediocrity in those final few wildcard spots, but the Vikings have a chance They control their own destiny. They have to win, but it's going to be very, very tough with Detroit. The Vikings are going to have to basically hope that the Lions turn the ball over. Because if they do that like they did against Green Bay on Thanksgiving, they'll have a good chance to win. If the Lions play as well as they did against the Broncos, uh, they're going to get steamrolled. I don't know. It all kind of depends on, again, again, we've talked about this all season long. The Vikings turn the ball over way too much. So if they want to win... Just don't turn the ball over. I simply just wouldn't throw the interception, but, you know, that's just me. They don't ask me to call the plays or or run them or whatever, but that's what I would do. I simply would just not turn the ball over and throw the, throw the pass that leads to the touchdown every time. It's an easy game. 
All right. Well, this has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, December 22nd. On a Morning Sports Desk note, we will not have any episodes over the next week. So everybody have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2024.